Luke chapter 8, from verse 4 onwards. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables that, seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now, I have spoken on this, seeing that they may not see and hearing that they may not understand. Um, It's a very important um, scripture portion that uh, every believer should hear. Otherwise you can completely uh, misunderstand the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, what he is actually saying and why he said it and the depth of it and why these scriptures are here. Please listen to this message. You can go back and listen to these recordings, same chapter, same section, but the message was from verse 10 primarily. I don't know when God gave this, um, but you should have all these on the website. So, um, this will really help you why some people get it and some people don't get it and why God reveals certain things to some people and some people, um, they don't get that revelation and, and why do, um, some people get certain spiritual experiences. Some people don't, this message will really help you in a big way. Now I'm going to go back as the spirit of the Lord wants me to. So we're just going to focus on what God wants us to focus on and see what God wants to speak to us this night. A sower went out to sow his seed. This is ownership that is there to what the sower had. This is very important that every single person should know. What God gives into our hands is very important. What we do with it is very important. The sower had these seeds. Now these seeds don't just randomly come. You know, he could have purchased it or it could have been from the work of his labor or somebody who labored for it, gave it to him. Regardless of how it came, we know one thing. It cost someone something for the sower to have the seed. Now, with this seed, what is the sower going to do? Is he just going to keep the seed and just, you know, make a pillow out of it and lie down and say that, oh, seed, oh, seed, oh, seed, oh, seed, oh, seed. Within the next few months, I want you to become a mighty tree and oh, tree, oh, tree, oh, tree, oh, tree, oh, tree. And within the next six months, you give me all the fruits that I need. And then, oh, seed, oh, seed, oh, seed from that, you know, fruit, you know, will you just, you know, become a tree, oh, tree, oh, tree. You know, he didn't sit and, you know, talk or daydream. With what he had, the sower did something. There are many messages we might have heard from here. We have heard even in our church, and I've spoken on these things through the Spirit of God, which focused on the seed. But this night, the focus is on the sower. The Spirit of God is speaking to us now. The sower, he had his seed, something that was given to him, something that cost someone himself or someone else. Now he has it in his hands. He has the seed and now he has to do something about it. You know why? Because based on what he does with the seed, his future is going to be determined. Write this down if you're taking notes. Based on what the sower is going to do with the seed, his future is determined. Which means he's going to eat or he's not going to eat. He's going to be able to feed his children or he's not going to be able to feed his children. These seeds are significant. The sower was given the seed, the sower obtained the seed with one purpose. You know what that purpose is? 
so he can get a rich harvest and do something with that harvest so that he can live, his family can live, and he can be comfortable. He can have his basic necessities met, and he can also prosper by it. So there's this tool that has been given for him to be able to prosper. In order for him to prosper, the sower has been given, the sower has been given the seed. So, so he had, oh, we don't know how much, you know, he might have had a whole bunch of seeds. But each seed had the potential to give him profit. Now with the seed, he had all the seed that he had in his hands. Now he is taking this step. And the step, the first step is, I am going to sow. We need to understand this. Sowing is not keeping. Sowing is giving away. What he had in his hands, he had to take it and he had to give it. Now, he is giving it to different kinds of places. One is the wayside. So the seeds that he had, the seeds were all the same seeds. It had the potential to become whatever that seed was programmed by God to be, to bring forth. If it's an orange seed, it's going to bring oranges, apple seed, apples, and and if it's wheat, it's going to bring forth wheat. And depending on what it was or what kind it was, it is going to bring forth that fruit. So the sower has some kind of seeds with him. And he's taking that now, having received that in his hands, he has to do something about it. If you sit with what has been given to you and not do anything about it, you can become a poor person. Write this down. With that which you have received, it is so important for you to take that which you've received and maximize it. In 2024, the Spirit of the Lord is bringing to you this. Whatever God has given to you, you need to take that and maximize it. If you don't maximize it, you're not going to profit from it. God wants you to profit from that which God gives into your hands. God wants you to prosper through what God has given into your hands. The Bible says this, whatever you find, you work with all your might. Whatever your hand finds to do, that means whatever has been given into your hands, make sure you put a 100% into that. Maximize it. Maximize it. Don't be a slothful servant. Don't be a slothful laborer. Don't be a lazy steward. The sower, he got what he needed to get. This is what I needed. This is what I wanted to have. And with this, I can actually see my future bright. So he's taking that sower, he's taking that seed to sow, he's taking this, and he is going outside. And as he goes outside, he's going to scatter the seeds, and with this expectation, the expectation is, is going to bear fruit. Now as he is throwing the seeds, some seed fell by the wayside. And it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. So as he threw the seeds, some fell on the places where it was not going to grow. Always know this. When you labor, and you labor in the Lord, your labor in the Lord, the Bible says, will never be in vain. That means, whatever effort you are taking towards whatever you're doing, it's not going to be in vain. That means, you're not going to get a loss from it. So what are you going to get? God says in his word that 
whatever you do, when you do it not unto man, but you do it unto God and do, you do it wholeheartedly unto God and not unto man. This, this God who is in the heavens, he sees your labor. It's not only not going to be in vain, but it's actually going to yield the result that comes from God Almighty because he gives the wages for that. Your reward comes from God Almighty. So, we can be a sower who has all the seeds and say that, oh, I'm so so tired and I'm not going to till the ground and I'm just going to do whatever it is and whatever pot is there. Next, I'm just going to take the whole bunch and put it in one pot and close it. You think it's going to work out good. No, it's not going to. You need to be a good farmer. In order for you to get good crops and get good results, you need to know your job. You need to be a good farmer. You need to be someone who know how to till and you need to not be lazy and you should till. You need to prepare the ground and you need to throw your seeds there. The Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters. After many days, you shall find it. You won't find it the way you put it. You know, if you think about bread, if you put in water, what's going to happen? It's going to disintegrate. It's just going to go away. It's going to get soggy and it's going to break and it's going to, you're not going to find it after many days. No. This bread, bread of life that comes from God, when you put that bread in the river of God, something happens. That bread turns into something different. It comes back as bread. It doesn't come back all of a sudden as a puppy or a, or a cat. Or as a big whale, no. Or as a ship, no. It comes back as bread, but not the same way. See, when Jesus, knowing what he was about to do, called Philip and he said, do something about the situation. These people need food and and they're so tired and I don't want them to go home this way because they can faint. He's giving this whole description from his compassion and heart, but he knew what he was going to do. As he is telling these people, and these people didn't have the compassion that Jesus had. So while Jesus is feeling for the people, they are trying to cover themselves up. They're saying that, oh, you can't get this done over here, Lord, and how are we going to? And it's a huge task, and it's an impossible task, and oh, it's a big burden. And You don't have compassion. Jesus did. And he knew what he was going to do. The disciples didn't. How come? That's where the disconnect That's where the difference, that's where you see that Jesus was thinking differently, was feeling differently, was doing things differently, very differently from the disciples, even though the disciples were right next to him. Even though they were seeing seeing all that Jesus was doing, even though they were with the most compassionate God, they didn't have the compassion that Jesus had. Can you be like that? Oh, yes. You can just be right next to Jesus. Be very different. When Jesus saw the little children, he said, oh, let them come to me. Let them come to me. His heart just jumped for them. But the disciples were different. They said, oh, you're bringing all these little ones. It's a big nuisance. Send them away. Very different. You can be there physically, but not there emotionally. You can be right there next to Jesus physically, but not there spiritually. You can be right next to Jesus physically, but have no idea of what he's thinking and what he's doing. That disconnect can happen when the connection itself is not there. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. You want to be someone to know how to maximize that which God has given into your hands and you need to know the trade and you need to know who does the best and hang out with him and become like him. See, you can work like a machine. You can work like a machine without having any emotions or feelings. Very different from Someone who really works with feelings and emotions and invests into someone. Very different. You can, you can, 
give a child a bath and feed the child and clothe the child and send the child to school with no emotions whatsoever. The child can get all those things. You know how the child will also grow with no connection. After some time, the child will know, okay, you're doing all these things because you just are doing it with no affection. But then you have someone who really shows that affection and really shows that love and really provides everything. You have that connection. It's very different. God is speaking to our hearts today. We can read our Bibles and pray. There's a, there's a, a little Sunday school song which says, read your Bible, pray every day. It'll make you grow. It'll make you grow. Right? Not necessarily. You can do it in a very religious manner. You can do it in a very traditional manner. And you can live a stunted life or a dead Christian life for the rest of your life. Just doing it as a chore or doing it as a religious practice is not going to give us life. It's important to understand the value behind it and put your faith into it. That's what is actually going to give you life. It's the difference between a human body and a doll. Both are very different. Eyes, ears, nose, mouth, hair, everything. This has clothes on, that has clothes on, there's has shoes on, that has shoes on. All those things are there. One can talk, one cannot talk. One can see, the other cannot see. You can even make it motorized and even make it vocalized and all those things, putting all kinds of electronic parts and all those things. One has life and the other one does not. There is a big distinction right there. In the spiritual life also, Getting to do things because you have to or you must or you are doing it as a chore or routine is not going to impart the life of Christ into you if it's not connected by faith. If it's not done out of love, it is not going to make that connection. So now you look at the sower. He is going out to sow his seed. He knows that I have the seed. There's my seed. I have to maximize this. And he's going out. And as he goes out, some fell by the wayside and it was trampled down. And the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on the rock. Some fell on rock. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Now, He is sowing. As he sows, some goes by the wayside where a whole bunch of seeds, they go to waste. It's gone. The birds of the air, they come and they take it. Now, we know, if we have studied, we know that, or if you know by experience, birds of the air, they can come and eat it and they go somewhere else, then they can actually plant that seed over there because they took it in and they're going to... um, Go there and the seed that comes out of the bird will actually grow into a tree. You have germination take place like that. But here, the sower is not going to actually reap anything from that when the birds of the air takes it. It's gone, devoured. So the loss is for the sower here who doesn't actually see any gain from what he has sown. So the birds of the air taking it, devouring it is a whole category where nothing that he wanted to profit from is actually yielding anything. So one site is gone. The other one is also people trample on it and that's gone also. Some fell on the rock and as soon as it sprang up. So now you see something fall. It's all rocks, very little soil, hardly anything there. But with that little soil, somehow it managed to even break into that little soil, tiny bit of root, whatever there was there, it sprang up. Life came in because the seed had life. Now, when it came out, it lacked moisture. In short, what the roots needed was missing. It was born. It's just like 
miscarriage that happens, that which was born didn't have what it needed for it to grow or continue to grow. Gone. Second set of seeds, lost. Gone. And then you have the third set of seeds. The third kind of seeds, they fall among another area. And that area is, you have thorns that are there. So you have lots of thorns. So while this seed goes there, it has soil, but it's not free of thorns, free of other things that will compete with this. So what happens? While this begins to grow, the thorns are also there growing with it. One is stronger than the other. The one that is stronger is going to choke the one that is weaker. God is speaking to our hearts today. It's so important for us where we as God's people, we try to use that which God has given. Where you're using it is important. We use it in a place where it's not going to benefit. Don't waste your time on that. If you're going to sow in a place where you won't reap, don't waste your time on that. Seek the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God will lead you to the fertile ground where you'll be able to maximize that which you have in your hands. Now there are people who will outright say, I don't want to hear Jesus. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want this. And what will they do? They will take that which you're given. They will trample it. They'll completely waste it. Some of them, maybe later on, somewhere else, they can get saved and somehow the chances are very slim. But still it happens. But in your evangelism, when you are trying to give the gospel to people, many times people will reject the word. They say, I don't want it. They can be rude. They can be mean. Sometimes they can be very sweet. Regardless of how the appearance may be and the behavior or the response rate may be, the outcome is still zero. You don't get profit from those seeds. Nothing is happening. Then you go to the next one and you're so excited. Oh, I gave the gospel today and they said they're coming to church and I gave the gospel today and they said the sinner's prayer now. I gave the gospel today and they got the track from my hand and I gave the gospel today and they said they're going to go home and pray and you're so excited. But then the next thing you hear is the person who said I'm coming or I'm going to read all those, you know, happy things. Suddenly, silence. No word from them. At that point, you can sit and think, oh, God, what did I do? Did I say it wrong? Did I you know, give them the word right? Or maybe I should have said it, or I should have said this way, or I should have that other. You can just keep thinking and thinking and thinking, but the problem is the ground where the seed fell. So the Spirit of God says, when you say such a thing like this, you can pray, but you need to switch your focus from that. You have to seek the Lord and say, Lord, Lead me to the fertile ground. Lead me to the fertile ground. 2024. All those who are ministry minded and want to evangelize and want to see souls getting saved. But all the, all, all those who want to see a rich harvest with the seeds God has given into your hands, which is God's word. You must be praying every single day to pray, Lord, lead me to the fertile ground. 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 Very important. And when you see places like this wayside and places like this rocky place, when you give the word and they don't want to do a thing, they want to, they don't want to alter their life and they don't want to do this and they don't want to listen to anything you're saying. But they're so thankful, I'm so happy and I'm so excited I got this and all, a lot of talk. But the result is kind of zero. You see that? Well, at least they heard it. The other side, they didn't even hear anything, but at least they heard it. But what's the result? The other ground had nothing and this ground had nothing. The result is zero. 
The only thing is this had an extra day or extra few days for the root to go in a little bit and to be able to spring up only to die. God is speaking to our hearts today. At this point, don't waste your time on blaming yourself. You can assess yourself, reassess yourself, and pray and tell the Lord, Lord, with the seeds that you've given to me, I want to go to good ground. You will see all types of grounds. If you look at Jesus and Jesus' ministry, he saw all types of grounds. He saw hypocrites. You know, he saw sinners. He saw sinners repent. He saw sinners unrepentant. He saw Pharisees who claim to know the Bible and we have Isaiah, we have the scroll and we have this and we have that and we're the teachers of the law, but they didn't make it. They didn't receive Jesus Christ. So he saw lots of different types of grounds. That's why Jesus says this parable. But he was a very good sower. Jesus was a very good sower. If you have this experience, which is... Everywhere I'm sowing is the wayside, and everywhere I'm sowing is the rocky side, and everywhere I'm sowing is like this, and I'm not seeing this good ground type of ministry. God is speaking to you this hour. In 2024, you need to change your direction. You need to get to know your profession. You need to get to know how to use the seeds. You need to get to know your ground. You need to get to know the methods that are necessary in order to see fruit out of your labor. You need to be a person who will do everything to see that rich harvest. Bible says, the Bible says this. A farmer, he sows his seeds and then he sits back. Once his job is done, he sits back and he waits for the harvest. That's how we should be. Do everything you need to do in the right way. You know where you have planted and you know how much you have tilled, and you know how you have actually done your job. Then God does the rest. The rain comes from heaven. The yield comes forth from the earth where God blesses the ground. When that happens, when the blessing from above and blessing from beneath comes, then you're going to have a rich harvest. God is speaking at this hour. I pray that the Spirit of God will enlighten you at this hour, enlarge your understanding to understand how to successfully win souls for Jesus Christ, how to successfully get that harvest that you so long for. So now you have this ground where it is so resistant. It says that I will be rocky. I'm not going to change anything. And that's how I'll be. And you know that. This is going to not last. Then you have the other one that says, I will have thorns. This is how I'll be. I'm not going to change a thing, but you see me growing still. They're like infants. They come up to that stage and after that, gone. Gone. God is speaking to our hearts today. That's the Lord. To take it to good ground. It requires prayer. It requires earnest prayer. It requires a walk with God Almighty. Though Jesus saw Pharisees. Though Jesus saw the Sadducees. Though Jesus saw the sinners. Though Jesus gave the word to every single one. Oh, but he had a group in the book of Acts. He had that 120 there. He had a good group of people that followed him. He had a solid ministry. And you see the result. Those were people who turned their world upside down. He was very successful. The ministry of Jesus Christ was very successful. You know how you know that? Because you and I are products of that. The ministry of Jesus Christ. Very successful. It is important for us to know how to be successful when it comes to using the seed that God has given into our hands. God is speaking to our hearts today. Very important to know how to be successful and that success cannot come except for the Holy Spirit's work. Done. In the lives of those who carry that seed. We need to value the seeds. This has to become our life's goal and mission. 
This has to be something that we live for. That means I must see profit. I must see growth. I must see multiplication. Can't be. If you think 2024 is going to be just like 2023, oh, I won't hang out with you. I won't. If you think you want to just live just the way you lived in 2023 and think that 2024, okay, I'm satisfied with what I had then. It'll be a waste of time for us to be even here. God wants every single one to move forward. All the failures of 2023 should be behind, should be pushed behind. The rocks that need to be broken, not need to be broken, not if even the little life that is there should survive and thrive. All the thorns and all the thistles that are there should be removed if you must see the plant grow. How can you, how can you expect anything to come out of a rocky place? How can you expect anything to come from a wayside? How can you expect anything to come from a thorny place? It's not going to. But the good ground does. The good ground does. Look at the ministry of Jesus Christ. You had some of them come. You see Nicodemus. You see Joseph of Arimathea. People from different status, social status. People from different walks of life. People who are poor, people who are middle class, people who are rich, all of them, different places. They came to Jesus Christ. You see, Jair is the ruler of the synagogue who came to Jesus Christ. Jesus touched the lives of all kinds of people. The seed fell on different types of grounds at the same time. He had this ground that he watched and he monitored and he invested in. We call those the disciples. The whole world is there. The whole world is an open field. Just like the soul where he just sows his seeds everywhere. But he's not standing in one spot and he's not just throwing everything on the wayside, everything on one spot. No, he moves around, he moves around, he moves around, he moves around, he moves around. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. He loved the whole world. Seeing that they may not see. Hearing that they may not hear or understand. There's a whole group of people who have chosen to shut themselves. They've chosen to keep themselves away from that which is the most precious. To those people, God is never going to reveal that which is precious. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. You want to be successful in your ministry. The seeds that God has given to you. If you want to be successful, you need to be someone who knows how to serve God. You need to be someone who will move around. That means... When you know this soil is not good, you won't be sitting there. You know, there are some people who sit for the next 50 years, invest in that two people, three people. Oh, you need to do this. And that person will be kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming. They say, oh, you need this. And the fast and kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming. Oh, you know. And they think that this is their ministry for the three, four people. Forever and ever now. Even God doesn't do that. Jesus did this. He told his disciples, you go and do this. And when you see that it's not bearing fruit, shake the dust off your feet. Go to the next town. The sower, some seed fell by the wayside. He didn't stand by the wayside. The next fell on this. He wasn't just standing there wasting all his seed on the rocky sod. He moved. He didn't waste his seed on the thorny ground. But he sowed on the good ground. I want to take a few minutes here before we close tonight. The different types of soil that are there and the different types of sowers that are there too. There's some sowers who just focus on the wayside. Easy. No tilling. No weed whacking. You don't know how to do anything. Just, you think it's magic. Throw the seed there and somehow it'll grow. 
And they are the ones who just write accounts. Missionary work here, and I did went there, and I did all these things there. But everything is gone. What did you do? Doesn't matter. Went and spoke to 50 different people and 55 different this, and, and I did this, and I did that, and gave tracks over here, and sang songs over there, and all kinds of things you can do. But what is the net result? You call that the wayside ministry. What do you call that? The wayside ministry. At the end, the result will be zero. I mean, before the eyes of people will be like, oh my Lord, the street is full of seeds. And there are some people who will be thinking, oh, thank you, Lord, for feeding the birds of the air and they get the seeds. And all. But the farmer is not getting anything because it's the wrong place. It's the wrong place. God is speaking of this hour. Make sure that you are working at the right place place make sure your seeds are going on the right place make sure you're a farmer who knows his business and know what you're doing jesus knew what he was doing he was the farmer who went after that good ground he raised a good amount of people to do his ministry this is the work of the lord jesus christ he did not waste his time on the wayside he did not waste his time on the Rocky ground. He did not waste his time on the thorny ground. You know, have you seen people? They come and say that, I just want to vent. I just want to talk. They won't listen to anything that you say. If you tell them, do this, they won't do that. If you tell them, come to church, they won't. Ah, there are a thousand excuses in the world. They'll just say, I just want to talk to you. Well, if you have time in the world to waste with them, go ahead, do it. But if you want to be effective in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no time to waste. It's a good investment. You know, a lot of time goes in tilling the soil. Oh, that's good work. A lot of times go in pulling all the weeds out. That's good work. A lot of times, you know, when you do soil rotation, after one crop, you try another one. You're doing it with a purpose because you know, okay, this kind of seeds will grow in this and I need to work on this. Those are all very good. And after the little baby seeds they begin to grow and little baby plants they start coming you start worrying and you start doing whatever you have to do make sure you put the fertilizer the manure whatever you need to put you're tending to your garden good investment at that point you can just say that i threw the seed and i don't do anything and if it dies it dies and it's you know after that's full of weeds and you don't do anything no jesus talked about that too after you plant the seeds the seeds become plants and they grow. When they grow, weeds also come with it. And what does the farmer do after that? He says that, oh my God, I can't believe the weeds came over there. And it's a tough job and I wish I don't do Let me go into fishing. No, no, you can't be. If you can't be steady in one thing, you are not going to make profit. So people, lazy people, they'll do a little bit and they say, oh, I want to do something. And I don't want to do this. And I, they want they want to be a farmer. Then they'll say, I don't want to be a farmer. They go out fishing. That's all. Oh, that's so hard. And I'm, I'm going to hunting. And oh, that's so hard. And I'm going to. And then you know, I'm going swimming. And I want. They will not prosper in anything. You know why? Because they don't have the character for that. God is speaking this hour. Know what God wants you to do and stick with it. Make sure you know what you're doing by learning from the Holy Spirit. All that the Lord is giving to you at this hour and every meeting that God gives, make sure you become a doer of the word. Make sure you take it and take it fully. Don't be a farmer who stands by the wayside and wastes his time. Don't be a farmer who stands by the rocky soil and say that, oh, I'll just put over here. Well, this is closer to my house, and so I will just sow all the seeds right there and waste your time on that. At the end of the day, what have you gained? Think about this. With all that you're doing, what have you gained at the end of the day? Have you gained the harvest that you are so longing for, but you are trying to so- throw the seed in the wrong place? Are you trying to throw the seed where you say, Oh my God, I can't believe that. In the midst of these thorns, you see these plants, but the thorns are still there. It's walking your hands. You can't take it and the plants can't take it and the field will be like that. Now you're going to waste your time on that? God is speaking at this hour. We need wisdom. As God's sowers, you need wisdom. The guy who sows where the good ground is, you know your location. You know where you'll get rain. You're not going to go there and go and throw all your seeds in some wilderness where it's not going to rain. You know your place. You know you're not going to be in a place where the soil is so bad that nothing will even penetrate through. You want to pick a land that is good. For 
crops. You want to invest there. You really want to watch over that. That's worth investing. That's worth dying for. Now you know, whatever I'm going to do, I know I'm going to get the crops. So now weed whacking and whatever you have to do, tilling and seeding, whatever you have to do, you do everything. And once you're done with it, then once you're done with it, then you sit back. Rain comes. The soil helps the plants. The ground yield its fruit. God is speaking to our hearts today. God will bless you this year. It's 2024. You need to decide. Take a good look at your ministry. Turn back and see. At the end of the day, when you look at your results, how much result have you gotten with all that you've done so far? Are you satisfied with it? If it's like one, two, three, four, and you're content with it, I'll say, oh, that's not going to help you move forward. But if you know, okay, a little bit here, a little bit there, that's it. Is that the power of Jesus Christ? Just a little bit here, a little bit there. You see like little sprouts coming and then dying, coming and dying, or one thing is there somewhere sticking up with one tree and you're so happy. I'm going to live just for this one tree every day when you can have thousands of trees. God is speaking at this hour. What are you living for? What kind of uh, sower are you? Are you a sower who is going to get good yield wherever you are? Or are you going to give a thousand excuses of, oh, why it's not possible and why the land is so barren and why this rocks over there and, and speak of all the things that are wrong in that place but not do a thing about it. Either you move or you get the place clean and if you're able, too good for you. But it's not possible. Go to a big rocky place and and try to blast for the rest of your life and say, I'm going to be determined to somehow turn this rock into soil and I'm going to, or you're going to move and say, I'm going to go to a better soil, a place where it is going to yield fruit. But you know what? Who knows that place? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. If God brings a person to the wilderness like John the Baptist, that's what the Lord told me. Before he started the church, he said, I'm taking you like John the Baptist of the wilderness. And the Lord said, I will bring people from all kinds of places, faraway places, different places. I will bring them to where you are. And when God places us in an impossible place, God does the work. God brings people. God causes the multiplication. It is so important to assess where you are. Make sure in the will of God, if you're in the will of God, even in the midst of the wilderness, Everything will blossom like how Israel is blossoming. But if it is not the will of God, you don't want to be in a barren place for the rest of your life, hoping and praying, somehow some fruit, Lord, somehow some fruit, Lord, and work and work and work and be happy that one lemon tree is there, one orange tree is there, one palm tree is there. That's it. That's it. When you have so many seeds and so much can come out of it. That's it. This 2024, God says, think about your life. Think about all that you've done up until 2023. And say, Lord, let me be a blessing. Let me be a blessing to you. Let me be a sower that will sow according to your leading. Let me be a sower that will be, who will be led by you, who will cause this fruit that will come by partnering with you. Jesus Christ is the master gardener. Where he is, there we should be. Where he is sowing, that's where we should sow. And he will reap a rich harvest. Together with him, we too will reap a rich harvest. God does not want you to Go into a loss this year. God wants you to gain. There's a year where God will cause the works of our hands to prosper. 
And God is speaking to us primarily about the work of God. If you want to see a rich harvest, if you want to see the Spirit of God do a mighty work in your life, through your life, the ground must be prepared. The ground must be made ready. You need to be a person who invests where you can get maximum yield. Where God is and where God says, I will cause the barrenness to be gone. I will cause this ground to become fertile. I will do this. If God has given us a word and he says, this is where I'll be. This is where I'm going to be doing. Be there. Think about it. Whatever way you want to see a multiplication, make sure, make sure you're not standing by the wayside and praying to God for multiplication. Or you're not standing by the rocky place and praying God for a multiplication. Or you're not standing by the thorny place and praying to God for a multiplication. Ask the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God will take you. I want to close with the scripture that the Spirit of God is bringing to us at this hour. He leads the blind by the way that they do not know. He turns darkness into light. He makes the rough places smooth. He makes the crooked paths straight. These are things he does. Who? The one who leads. If he is the one who is actually working and we are co-laboring together with him. We want to make sure that we are where he is and where he is laboring, we are there too. We are not somewhere else trying to do something. He is somewhere else doing something. We say, oh Lord, I'm at the waist that I'm frustrated and I'm tired and I don't know what to do. We don't want to bang our heads against a rock and say, somehow will rock you must yield. God will say, it's time for you to move away from there. And go to a soil where when you hit that soil, it'll break open. It will loosen and you'll be able to plant your seeds. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this time that you've given to us. Thank you, Lord. Oh, well, spring of life. I pray that you will continue to touch your people. Nourish your people all the more with this word that you have spoken to them. Whatever they've been doing, Lord, all through 2023, wherever they've not seen progress, I pray, cause them to, Lord, assess and reassess how they are doing. Lord, and I pray may they seek you so that they can become better gardeners, better farmers, with the seed that you've given to them, Father. May they bring much fruit for your kingdom, Lord. Bless your people at their workplaces, their homes, in their neighborhoods, wherever they are. Oh, Lord, I pray, may they be people who serve you according to your perfect will. They will be on the right ground. That they won't waste their time with people that they shouldn't. Lord, I pray that you'll protect your people. Keep them. From the devourer. Taking their seeds. Let there be no waste of time. Let there be no waste of money. Let there be no waste of emotions. Let there be no waste of anything Lord. I pray. May this year be a year that is focused Lord. May they be focused throughout 2024. Listening to the voice of the good shepherd. May they be focused Lord in 2024. That their seeds may fall on good ground in the name of Jesus. Their ministry be a great blessing to the kingdom of heaven, just like how Jesus' ministry was. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So many men and so many women were raised up as your disciples during your lifetime. I pray may your people Grow up to become strong warriors in the army of the Lord. True disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ who lay down their lives. Farmers who know about farming. May they not just talk about farming, but they truly know. May they truly know about spiritual farming, Lord, in the name of Jesus. May there not be people who will just talk about it, but not put that effort 
in the people who truly labor, labor in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, may they labor in you so that their labor may not be in vain. Let no one labor outside of you, Jesus. May they labor in you, Father. And may they labor unto you, Lord Jesus, so that they may receive the reward that comes from the hands of the living God. Together with Jesus Christ, may they rejoice in that rich harvest that you'll give to them. I thank you, Holy Spirit. As a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That this year may be different from not just the previous year, but all the previous years put together. That this year may they truly see the work of God multiplying in and through them. That this year may be a year where they truly learn how to be true farmers of the Lord Jesus Christ. That they may gain knowledge and not only knowledge, but they may gain experience, an experience that will lead to a rich harvest. You remove every form of laziness in the name of Jesus and I pronounce your blessing upon them at this hour that each may become a valuable asset to your kingdom that they may bring a rich harvest before the Lord God Almighty. With this blessing I bless your people with and I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now until we see Jesus face to face. Amen.